Muslim Radio Weekly is sponsored by Shawarma Press, authentic shawarma and Mediterranean food with new locations near you. Visit shawarmapress.com and Greenvine Market in Plano, providing customers with a flavorful shopping experience in a vibrant atmosphere. Learn more at greenvinemarket.com. Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. Assalamu alaikum to you and welcome to Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. I'm KM Dean, your host on this Sunday morning. Today's program is a focus on the book that we all love so much, the Holy Quran. So let's get right to my conversation I had a few days ago with our regular co-host and producer, Imam Muhammad al-Darsani. The topic is Quran how we should think of it, approach it, and how much we can benefit from it. Assalamu alaikum, Imam. How are you? Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, brother Kayam. I'm doing I, well. How is everything with you? Alhamdulillah. Just, uh, I heard it is cold today in Dallas. Yes, yes it is. Uh, we're recording. Are you keeping warm? We are trying to keep as warm as possible. And, uh, you know, we're not used to this. And here in Dallas, usually, you know, sometimes in the wintertime, it's 80 degrees, but not today. Well, <laughs> about 20 <laughs> and, and, and uh, wow. freezing rain. So we, well, we are almost hitting a record today. And maybe we'll break the record today of heat. That's South really? Florida. South Florida. Oh, Southwest my. Florida, yes. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. So I wanted to um, run by you a few questions that I had and uh, see what you think. See, see what you have for us. And, you know, it's the Quran is we're blessed to have this book. Me being Christian, you know, coming from Christianity, I used to be Christian and I used to have the Bible, and when I discovered the Quran, man, what a difference, you know. Uh, I used to try to read the Bible when I was young, and I just couldn't get anywhere. It was just way too confusing, and then, uh, you know, I discovered Islam. I started reading the um, Yusuf Ali translation in English, and it, you know, every time I opened it up, I just, my eyes, whatever my eyes hit, it was just, you know, so easy to understand and clear. Subhanallah. So it's, you know, I, I never forget that. I, I never, you know, I've been Muslim, uh, you know, since 1989 now, so several years. And, but I'll still never forget that feeling that I got when I discovered the Quran and, uh, how clear it was and and less confusing um subhanallah i heard that from many converts and uh, furthermore actually many muslims who were born and raised muslims and read the quran all their lives they do sometimes have this epiphany where they discover new things every day and suddenly wow like they are reading the quran for the first time or at least those passages and this is one of the qualities of this holy 
noble book. God designed it to be that way. What is important for us to focus on in the Quran and, you know, what is, you know, also important, but not so much that we should, you know, really memorize and try to implement. I think, you know, we spoke about how, you know, some some people have gone astray. Some Muslims have gone astray by going far into things that that they that that are they've read in the Quran and and applying them to today's world and today's life. And I don't I mean, I don't know necessarily did does Allah want us to pay attention to more things than others in in the Quran or some things more important uh, than others for us to understand and memorize and use and implement in today's life in our life or you know, are some things historical you know was Allah speaking to us today about on everything or was he some things speaking to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam at the time and his companions you know are we uh, what what do you think about this I mean well, uh, I don't blame you for these thoughts and those questions. And I don't blame anybody who asks you that or ask me that or go through these questions themselves on their own. So let me say a few things about the Quran before answering those questions directly. Okay. Number one, have you ever asked yourself that? why the Quran says, or Allah says in the Quran, that is, this is the last revelation. Legitimate question. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Right. And it is obvious the answer should be within the Quran. Second, when you open the Quran, you read it for the first time, you just shared some of your experience with us about when you open the Quran and read. Can you tell me what page, if you can remember, or what surah or what verse you first looked at and you said, wow? Well, it what I, you know, it's been so many years ago. I, I'll, what I can tell you is that, you know, like I said, I used to just, open and wherever I open to whatever my eyes hit it it was just easy for me to read and and understand so many people tell you the first verse that caught their attention and really strike them extremely hard is basically technically it is the second verse in the Quran Yes, yes. When you open the Quran, the first verse is Alif, Lam, Mim, syllables. We have no idea what they mean so far. Next comes, That is the book, or this is the book, that no question is the absolute truth, the absolute reality. From the beginning, the first few words in there about that. Now, some people might argue, oh, the Fatiha, what did you do with the Fatiha? It's the first chapter. Well, no, it is not the first chapter of the Quran. We count it technically that, 
but it is the preface of the Quran. That's what is called Al-Fatiha, the opener of the Quran. Any book, you have an introduction and a preface to it. And that's what the Fatiha is for the Quran. It is a supplication. You know, every Muslim should read it when they pray and when they start the Quran. Because you're asking Allah within this supplication, oh Allah, guide me, show me the straight path. And you immediately flip the page and comes to tell you this is the book that there is no doubt within it. Hudan, guidance. Yeah. The answer came immediately. <laughs> you ask Allah for guidance in Al-Fatiha. Guide us to the straight path. And the answer comes immediately in the first verse, in the first statement Allah is making to us. This book is, is guidance to those who are seeking righteousness. So that's the first thing we need to know about the Quran. It is a book of guidance. That's how Allah defined the Quran to us. A lot of people think it is a book of science, it's a book of worship. It's, no, no, it is a, simply a book of guidance that touches on other realities and facts in this life are related to our faith and related to our well-being, no matter when and where we live since that revelation. Hmm. So everybody who wants to understand the Quran should keep that in mind. Shwarma Press wants to thank everyone who came out to the grand opening event for their new location inside Walmart in Arlington on South Cooper. Thank you for making it a big success. If you didn't get a chance to make it out to the event, don't worry. Shwarma Press has another new location and grand opening event for you to attend. On Saturday, March 5th, come on out to the grand opening of Shawarma Press inside Walmart in Plano off of North Central Expressway from 12 noon to 6 p.m. for more free wraps and giveaways. Visit shawarmapress.com and Shawarma Press DFW Facebook page for more information. Muslim Radio Weekly on Radio Azad. So that's the first thing we need to know about the Quran. It is a book of guidance. That's number one. Number two, you have to have the sincere attention, actually, of obtaining what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put for you inside that Quran. Okay? Uh, I ask you, did you ever wonder why the Quran is the last revelation? Why there hasn't been any revelations after the Quran? The door is closed on the revelations, the divine revelations, the communication between God and man on earth. Have you ever wondered? Yeah, well, I I did. And I figured that, you know, because he's getting ready to close up the shop because <laughs> this is our last chance to get it. That's right. The Quran states that, but that's not that. the reason, actually. Huh? That is not the reason. Okay. Before the Quran, before the Quran, 
the revelations from God to man depended so much on manifestation and physical evidence hmm. to prove this is from God. The last revelation, the Quran, is not like that. Our prophet, may peace be upon him, did not perform any of those miracles that are similar to the ones Jesus and Moses and other prophets had. And the reason is, Allah sent the proofs of the Quran within itself. The Quran is the miracle. The Quran itself is the miracle. Yeah. And the more you study it, the more you get involved with it, the more miracles you see through the Quran. The Quran asked man because at the time of the revelation, God had decided, obviously, humanity is mature enough. Mankind has developed enough to be on their own now and to discover the truth for themselves. That's why the Quran, one of its miracles, it tells you to contemplate about the universe around you, to contemplate about yourself, to study yourself, mm -hmm. physically and mentally and spiritually, to study the world around you, the, around you, the environment that you live in, to find the manifestation of God's power, might, wisdom, and knowledge around you. You don't need a miracle no more. Wow. The miracles were assigned to some prophets were for them at the time they were performed in front of the people that performed it for, and that's it. You have to be an eyewitness to believe it. Yeah. And the further you go from that time into the present or into the future, you will find less and less and less believe and interest in, that, in those miracles. With the Quran is the opposite. The further you go in time, from the time of the revelation until now and within the future, the manifestation of the truth become more obvious, more powerful. The further you are from the physical miracles, the less you believe in them, even among Christians. I talk to even pastors, honest to God, who don't believe in most of the miracles anymore. Really? Because you have to see it with your own eyes hmm. to believe it. Can you imagine if you are thousands of years away, especially when you have knowledge and technology that telling you that is impossible back then yeah. and impossible now. So why you should believe it? While the Quran, the further you go, the more understanding you have. And the more we know as a human being, the more understanding we develop toward the Quran. This is a special quality for the Quran. Pick up a book, any book in the world. Pick up a book was written that was written 50 years ago. How relevant would it be today? or a book that was written a hundred or two hundred or several hundred years ago, or the book we, books we are writing today as a human, how relevant they will be for the people a hundred years from now. 
the Quran is the opposite. Every single day, it proves itself. It is relevant to our lives. Muslim Radio Weekly. Green Vine Market, your one-stop shop, halal supermarket, and cafe, serving up quality with integrity. Shop custom Dabia halal cuts, grains, nuts, spices, specialty oils, fresh produce, as well as bakery goods. Green Vine Market has the everyday items you love, as well as hand-picked Mediterranean and Indo-Pak products to add some flavor to your routine. Enjoy their handcrafted tea and coffee from their coffee bar and order some delicious food from around the world at their cafe. Visit them at 1804K Avenue in Plano or order online via their app or greenvinemarket.com for delivery or curbside pickup. Muslim Radio Weekly. The more and more you, you know, you go into it, the more and more you can get from it. Um, True. It's just like an ocean. So the thing is, I'm asking, still asking the question for the our our situation that we're in with the lack of time that we have in this crazy dunya we live in now with all of the distractions okay with this limited time that we have that we should seek out and focus on certain parts there's different parts of the quran that uh, allah is speaking in um you know in, in historical there are incidents that happened correct with the prophet and his and his companions the revelation came to boom to tell them hey or to correct them and to to give them the answer to something right correct so and then there's other things that are about the law about you know laws that we that we need to understand about marriage and about you know, inheritance and things like that. And then Absolutely. there's just things, parts that you read, like when I became Muslim and I discovered the Quran, that just you read it and it just helps you uh, uplift you, your faith. You, you're right? saying it all, brother. You're answering the question. So, so now. So that's the purpose time, of everything in there. Yeah. The purpose of everything. Right. But Yes, but okay, but if I'm depressed, okay, uh -huh. <laughs> all right, and I and I go to the Quran, and I read, kill them wherever you find them, okay, that's not helping my situation. Okay, right. I see where you're going now, and going. we'll get into that. I see what you're and saying. We need to get into our it understanding. I absolutely, we will get into it, <laughs> but we have to lay some grounds in there. Lay the ground for understanding the purpose of these things. Everything in it has a purpose. Now, we need to get to this book and we need to study it, correct? Many people right now, unfortunately, even in Dallas area, hundreds of not thousands of students who are memorizing the Quran. And the truth is they don't know what the word Quran means. Very fast. Qara'a, the word Iqra'a. Every Muslim knows this. Iqra, read. Qara, he read. That's the source. Yes. And also Qarana. Qarana is to put two things together, to pair them, to join them, 
two, two, two things that come together, you made iqtiran between them, merjan, joining, whatever it is. It could be two things, it could be millions, okay? The Quran basically is collecting all of these things together hmm. through readings. The Bibles means books, Quran means readings, and also mean collections of things put together. Oh. And we have to contemplate on that. Hmm. Second, throughout the Quran, from the beginning to the end, commandments about contemplations, thinking, okay, about the Quran, analyzing, meditating. There is a need to memorize, of course, but a lot of people, they stop there. Okay. They memorize and verbalize. Mm -hmm. They make it entertainment instead of a book of guidance for mm -hmm. life and for success. Wow. Now, you mentioned about those verses who somebody, okay, I got depressed, I want, and it says, go and kill him wherever you find him and stuff. Since we just established this book is so precise and its precision could not be less than the precision of this universe we live in, because it's the words of the creator himself, then we cannot understand it by taking segments of it out of the whole picture. Okay. You have a puzzle. You take a piece, you messed up the whole picture. And that piece will not lead you to the total idea of the puzzle you have. First, you have to keep anything you take out of the Quran in context and relation to the verses before it and after it and throughout the whole Quran. You might hear some people who tell you, oh, no, no, there are some verses that eliminated other verses. That's their opinion. Hmm. That something was created even after the Prophet himself, looking through throughout the whole, the whole Hadith traditions. There is nothing ever from the Prophet reported that he said, this verse, cancels so-and-so verse. There is no such a thing. And those kind of verses you're talking about, they tell you they cancel the other verses. The verses that talk about peaceful living with every human being or the whole environment around you. That's a problem. It's a huge problem. And that's why we need to talk a lot about this and keep repeating it, repeating it until it becomes clear to everybody that the Quran cannot be taken by bits and pieces. About those verses that concerned the Prophet himself and his community, yes, there were many situations where the Prophet needed the divine guidance for certain situations. Some of them were strictly for him, but Allah wanted to inform us 
and how to react after that accordingly as he instructed the prophet. And there are things were strictly, strictly for the prophet himself. And there is a reason why. Because you have people right now in the 21st century, they think it is a sunnah to do certain things that are so funny and so out of place and so out of time, thinking this is what the prophet did based on reports came to them that what the prophet did and instruction for him and his own wives too. Do they apply to us? Not necessary. Because the Quran was clear when he directed that speech to the prophet. Ya Nabi, Oh prophet. Called him prophet, not a messenger. There's uh -huh. a difference between prophet and messenger. There are many places where Allah called him his messenger, <laughs> two different offices, two different status. <laughs> when he's talked to as a messenger, that applies to him, everybody around him, and everybody believes in him till the day of judgment. Okay. Okay. Yeah. When he talks to him as a prophet, you need to study it. Is it strictly for him and his people, his family? or it is to the community around them. Because hmm. you need to understand the prophet's position. What the prophet does different from the messenger. You see, we need to talk about all of that. So yes. the answer, the short answer today for that question, yes, there are differences, but the long answer, you need to study to understand them and yeah. do not rely on anybody's opinion or understanding and act upon it and commit a crime in the name of God or the prophet based on somebody's understanding. And this is the mess we have today. We cannot afford, you see, oh, we're so busy and this, but then I need a fast answer. No, brother, let me give you that through an example. Somebody plans to be a doctor, mm -hmm. okay? Can he go and have a crash course in medicine for a few months and then claim he's a doctor? Or I don't have much time, just tell me what to do for brain surgery. No. And here's something I've been saying for tens of years to everybody I talk to. Faith and our faith depends 100% on the Quran. Faith is more important than the air we breathe and the food we eat and the water we drink to survive for our survival. Food and water and everything that the environment you know, gives us is good for our life for 60, 70, 100 years, 120 years, then we'll die. Faith is important for your eternal life. Now, by you saying that, my response is with a question. Can we be advised by people who are knowledgeable of the Quran as to which verses in the Quran 
can help us increase our faith. We're in a gym to where we're slaves of, you know, the dunya, of paying bills and working, and we have limited time. And then the free time that we have, we are seduced by things like entertainment media. You know, now you have TV 24 7, you know, on you right on your phone. You have the social media. You have all of these things that that are sucking the little bit of time, taking the little bit of time that we have, right? So, and you know, we be, we we're we're weak now. We we don't have the willpower to to say, you know what? I'm gonna read the Quran right now. I'm not gonna watch this movie. Okay, so that's the reality of the situation of Muslims right now. So mm -hmm. if, if, you know, what makes it even harder, okay, is that if Allah blesses me with the motivation, you know what, in the power to overcome that low desire to turn on the TV and say, you know what, I want to go get some guidance from, I want, I want to get some nourishment for my soul right now. I've got an hour that I want to devote to that, right? It would be great that if I knew exactly where to go, okay, in the book, in the Quran, that I can, you know, be encouraged. I can get that spiritual nourishment for my faith. I can get that uplift. I can get those verses that are just blow your mind and so poetic and just, you know, so inspirational, motivational about, you know, the, the hereafter, about the Jannah, about, you know, Allah's greatness, his 99 names. And just, you know, is, is, it, is there anything wrong with that? To, that, 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 you know, to know, to, that shouldn't, shouldn't we, don't you think we should be giving people the direction to those, uh, directing them to those uh, during this time, especially our youth, especially, you know, uh, so that when they do get that time, they get them, Ramadan is coming up, you know, I mean, can, can, can you know, can we focus on or, or, or encourage more parts than others right now? Because we're in a spiritual depression right now. We That's, are. We are you, in, you just said it, brother. We're in a spiritual you depression. Just we're it. in a crisis. And so, what you are saying, really, what you are saying reflects what the whole world is going through fast fix, fast solution, uh, immediate ratification of everything. That's what we need. Well, when it comes to faith and the Quran, I hate to tell you, it is not that way. It's a process. A process that takes you literally lifetime. You may go to a verse and read it today and get what you want out of it today. And you come back a few years later after your personality changed, your knowledge increased, your wisdom increased or decreased, whatever your case is, and you look at it, 
and you'll understand it differently. That's how dynamic the Quran is. It's a book, a living book for, for the living so they can attain eternal living in the presence of God. That's what it is. It cannot. I was giving you the example of somebody who wants to study to be a doctor. He cannot do that in one year or two years or three years or five years. And even if he finishes all his studies and spend over 25 years in schools from first grade until he gets his degree, he still have to do continuous studies and improve himself. We're talking about faith, Yaqi. That is not hard. The first how do thing we increase our faith. Okay. Hmm? Don't, how do we how do we increase? I want to increase my faith, basically. You want to increase so, your faith. So if I want to increase increase my faith, shouldn't I go to the word of God? Shouldn't I Absolutely. I'll give you an example. But, but is I'll give you an example. Other parts are there words that God has in the Quran that that will increase my faith more Absolutely. than other ones words? Absolutely, yes. You're talking about the you know um the uh the the rules of inheritance. I mean why, that's the book, that's the law. Book? That is that's the that's law. Well exactly. So this is to under I feel that it's under it's important to to let make people aware of this. So, Absolutely. so that they don't waste because you know, shaitan's got a hold of everybody's attention and time. So this is an example. So, so if if we're you know we want to direct people this way, can we put road signs in place? So there it is over there. And that's correct. So when somebody's going, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. You just brought this example, the inheritance. You can get two benefits out of going back to the Quran and studying what the Quran says about inheritance. First of all, you'll see the legal mechanism the Quran describes situations and gives solutions to. And it's cream, it is extremely, extremely, extremely impressive. The spiritual take out of this is how wise Allah is. From the beginning, he prescribed this for us. So we'll have no disputes whatsoever. Period. Yes. yes. It's solved for us. Look yes. at the inheritance laws anywhere in the world. Let's take an example, the inheritance mm -hmm. laws in this country. Somebody who's, let's say, wealthy, married, have children, have parents, have, 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 flips and dies suddenly. And he leaves tremendous wealth. What's going to happen? First, yeah. the state will jump in. Yeah. <laughs> and they want their share. Correct? Correct. Second, the law here, unfortunately, gets the wife total control. Takes everything. And she has kids. They may, they may not get what the father left. Now, you can say there could be a, a will 
describes what happens after, but we say that he died suddenly without, then the aftermath is a shamble. You come to the Quran, you find Allah solved this problem for you already. If you don't have a will, here. You have a mother, you have a father, you have a daughter, you have a son, you have a wife, you have a brother, you have a sister, you have help. Allah says, and specified the shears even. Solve the problem. It gives you comfort. And this is God's will for you. And, and, and I see what you're saying. And, and that, alhamdulillah. And you see the benefit in the wisdom and the greatness of God. So Absolutely. seeing his wisdom see increases your faith that there, you know, Absolutely. That there is a God that, that, you know, if we could, would listen to him in this book, we would avoid a lot of problems. You got it. We have a lot of, you know, answers for us. Absolutely. Little booklet that my grandmother used to have called the daily word. It's little tiny little booklet. And she used to keep mm -hmm. the kitchen table and it had selected verses from the Bible. Okay. And, you know, I, I always, uh, I wondered, you know, I always wanted to, to gather some verses like that I discovered as a new Muslim and put them together into a little, you know, like people are doing that now with web pages and things. They, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they you know, most favorite, uh, uh, top 50 favorite um, uh, inspirational quotes from the Quran or something like that. Um, because I think, again, I, I really think that we need to be very strategic in this day and age. This is a battle. This is a battle for souls. Okay. That's going on. Um, this is a, this is, you know, work that we want, we're trying to do here with Muslim radio Dallas and, the work that needs to be done is is going to benefit humanity because the more people that 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 have taqwa, the better off everybody is because it they're going to self-regulate their behavior, right? Correct. They they're, they're not going to need police forces looking over them and all stuff, all that. So that is know, correct. Religion and belief and fear of God <clears throat> is, you know. It is. It's not overrated. It's not. It, it is been very important. And people, they, you know, they don't think that. Boy, if we didn't have religion through the ages, you know, hey, are you sure we would still be here as a race? <laughs> we probably would have killed each other off a long time ago. Honestly, we would have. But God, in His infinite wisdom willed it that we survive we don't do that to ourselves he gave us guidance that he exactly with the revelations that came and that there is somebody watching you and um you know so so that the things that we do to help people increase their faith it's a benefit for everyone even to the atheist okay you know uh to everyone it's a benefit as a community as a human race Muslim Radio Weekly Shawarma Press
Shawarma Press wants to thank everyone who came out to the grand opening event for their new location inside Walmart in Arlington on South Cooper. Thank you for making it a big success. If you didn't get a chance to make it out to the event, don't worry. Shawarma Press has another new location and grand opening event for you to attend. On Saturday, March 5th, come on out to the grand opening of Schwarmer Press inside Walmart in Plano off of North Central Expressway from 12 noon to 6 p.m. for more free wraps and giveaways. Visit shawarmapress.com and Schwarmer Press DFW Facebook page for more information. The Quran clearly again tells you who's your enemy. Who's your enemy? Allah made it clear. You're not my enemy, I'm not yours. The Russians are not our enemies, nor the Muslims are the enemies of the American, and the American not the enemies of the Chinese. We all have one common enemy, and that is Satan. Yeah. A clear enemy of yours, mankind. Allah is talking to all the sons of Adams. Not just one nation or one group or one religion. To all of us, we have one common enemy, and that is Satan. Whose job, the ultimate goal, is to distract us from God. That's basically it. And once we realize that, and once we deal with it, we'll be all right. We'll be on the right track. But that's the first step to believe in God, to have faith in God, and to believe this book. Now we're referring to everything between the two covers. Okay. The book is from God. Yes. You see? Then it will guide you. It is hudan, guidance, lil muttaqeen. God said the Quran, hudan lil nas. Listen, hudan lil muttaqeen, guidance to the righteous. And guidance in another place, Allah is saying, to mankind. Hmm. Well, mankind and righteous. Well, righteous are part of mankind. Not yeah. all mankind. So they have a set of instruction above what the other have. You go and you get a license in Texas. Strictly, you can practice within the borders of the state of Texas with that license. Whatever, let's say a contractor license. You cannot bring that from Texas and go to California and work with it. It doesn't apply. However, if you get a federal license, mm -hmm. we came to the whole United States. You can practice everywhere. So there are rules and things concern everybody in the United States. And there are rules and things concerns certain people within a certain states of the United States. So if we have, we say, we have the laws of Texas and we have the federal laws. Same thing. We have the book for the righteous and we have the Quran for all mankind. <laughs> if we have some understanding 
when, when Allah is talking to me now as a righteous Muslim or a believer, or he's talking to me as a son of Adam, <laughs> a human being, then you start. I mean, those concepts, if you, if, if you explain yeah. them to people, yeah. that is enough to, to, to get their curiosity yeah. to go and start looking at the Quran. Yes. Wallahi, akhi, when I am a traditional Muslim who grew up learning certain things, the common things everybody knows, mm -hmm. and practicing, and I thought this is it. But when I discovered these things, you don't know. Wallah, a journey of continuous pleasure <laughs> every time you read and contemplate about the Quran. It never ends. It will pull you in by itself. Allah bless you to have that Arabic though, bro. Wallah, the Arabic is part of it, no doubt. However, it doesn't take the Arabic. That's what I just discovered too. Wow, really? Well, Okay. We just said guidance, guidance to all mankind. So the man who is in Mecca in Saudi Arabia is of the Nas, of the people. Nas means all people, all mankind. And the guy who lives in Shanghai, China, or Dallas, Texas, are of the Nas. And none of them speak the language of the other. So how is it guidance for all of them? Good translation, like you just said, yes, of those principles that are universal amongst us, yes, enough to say, Wow, this wisdom could not be written by, by a human 1400 years ago, it has to be divine. You got the point, I get the point, and uh, may Allah bless you for explaining it's a uh, big ocean. It, it, it really is. It really is. And how nice it feels on an August day to go to the ocean and dip your feet in that cool water or take a swim every day. <laughs> <laughs> if ye but only knew. And there are another place. For people who think and contemplate. Yeah. And another place. For people, if they plan for the future, for the outcome. Wow. It's marvelous. It really is. I wish I can. There are things, by the way, in life, no matter what you say, you will never, ever describe them. My sheikh used to give a best example. He said, if I write a book and we get 10 million books about the sweetness and the wonderful taste of honey. It will not do any good unless you take one leg, one spoon of honey and put it in your mouth. You don't need any of that then. Yes. Same thing with the Quran. I can tell you so much about it. And None it, of that is as good as if you take it and spend 10 minutes contemplating on it. Is the Quran using symbolic language or should we take every part of it literally? So that's one. That's dangerous. <laughs> Very dangerous question. The simple answer, no, the Quran does not. We see it, it's so precise from God. God will not say something and means something else. Mm. However, God will say something and will let you 
understand it differently according to your knowledge, your age, your uh, the time you're living. So he really geography. Did. So he really that's the beauty of the Quran. The the heavens and the earth in six days, and then um, okay, see the literal. No, it is right. now beautiful. That's the translation, and even in Arabic, in Sittati Ayam. But to our mind, to the common mind, the yes. peasant mind, the simple yes. mind, yes, a day is 24 hours, half days, half bright and half dark. Yeah. But the days of Allah are different. The days of Allah are periods of millions and billions of years. It could be. You're talking about godly day, not a human day. <laughs> we assigned that number of hours and this, and we called it a day, but no, no. So literally, yes, God did it in six days, but those six days, the first day could be a billion years mm -hmm. from the Big Bang. Yeah. And so on and so forth until today. So you take this total creation until man was created and perfected on this earth, went through all stages of evolution those the six days ended then hey 15 billion years the first day could be a billion or two the second might be three the third might be six and so on and so forth yawm in the quranic language means a period of time okay. it could be according to our times few mm -hmm. seconds and it could be like i said lights light years so when you take it yeah. literally like that as people of the book did yes i won't believe in that right so that's <laughs> i'm getting at <laughs> that's what i'm but getting. when you read the quran and you understand that word yawm does not mean the 24 hour cycle then the problem is solved that's where the Arabic comes in. That's where the absolutely is, the real uh, Arabic that yes, having knowledge of that, there's uh, where the explanation is. The answers are the answers are in there, yeah, in the wisdom, the deep wisdom, and guidance, like you said. Zakhlaq Khairan for time. I I hope we shed some light on your question. Yes, we did. And, and I hope I didn't confuse you or confuse no, anybody that is listening. Well, I think that um, Ramadan is coming up and we're going to we're going to revisit some of these things. And thank you. And in the week, thank you. Salam alaikum. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullah. Jazakumullah Khairan to our sponsors. Check out their websites, greenvinemarket.com and shawarmapress.com and to our producers and contributors. If you would like to support Muslim Radio Weekly or our 24-7 broadcast, Muslim Radio Dallas, visit muslimradiodallas.com for your tax-deductible donation. 
So let's close out the show with the Quran. Surah Al-Rahman, recited by Sheikh Abdul Qadir, and my reading of the translation. See you next week, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum. Recitations from the Holy Quran. In the name of Allah, the gracious, the merciful. Ar-Rahman The compassionate Al-Quran Has taught the Quran insan He created man bayan He taught him clear expression الشمس والقمر بحسبان. The sun and the moon move according to plan. والنجم والشجر يسجدان. And the stars and the trees prostrate themselves. والسماء رفعها ووضع الميزان. In the sky he raised, and he set up the balance. So do not transgress in the balance. But maintain the weights with justice, and do not violate the balance. وَالْأَرْضَ وَضَعَهَا لِلْأَنَامِ And the earth he set up for the creatures. فِيهَا فَاكِهَةٌ وَالنَّخْلُ ذَاتُ الْأَكْمَامِ In it are the fruits and palms and clusters. وَالْحَبُّ ذُو الْعَصْفِ وَالْرَيْحَانِ and the grains in the blades and fragrant plants. So which of the blessings of your Lord do you deny? created man from hard clay, like bricks. And he created the jinn from a fusion of fire. So which of the blessings of your Lord do you deny? Lord of the two Easts and Lord of the two Wests. So which of the blessings of your Lord do you deny? 
مرج البحرين يلتقيان. He merged the two seas, converging together. بينهما برزخ لا يبغيان. Between them is a barrier which they do not overrun. فبأي آلاء ربكما تكذبان؟ So which of the blessings of your Lord do you deny? يخرج منهما اللؤلؤ والمرجان. From them emerge pearls and coral. So which of the blessings of your Lord do you